Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. You heard Mike Tannenbaum say just in the last segment, our NFL insider, former GM of the Jets, you heard him say that Jalen Hurts made some all-time throws in that Super Bowl. He did. He had the fumble that was scooped and scored against the Eagles, and that was a difference in the game. But other than that moment, he played a spectacular game. This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. So the Eagles are going to have to pay Jalen Hurts. Are they going to give him top-of-the-market money? What's the price for Hurts in this offseason? Here's Mike. It's $50 million a year. It's above Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. I'm giving him $50 million a year, one seventy-five guaranteed. And I think Philly's already made a mistake, guys. He's a second-round pick. He's extension eligible. He was extension eligible the Monday of the bye week in the playoffs. Every day it's going to get more expensive. And by the way, if I'm Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow, I'm just going to sit on the sidelines and I'm going to watch Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts duke it out. And when they're done, I'm going to say, hey, I want more than those guys. But the difference, and this is really important, Jalen Hurts was a second-round pick. He has one year to go. Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert have this year and the fifth-year option. So there has to be a sense of urgency right now with the Eagles. Key, Mahomes signed really a team-friendly deal when his, when his time. Everyone's like, oh, half a billion. But when you look at the deal, it, it was a team-friendly deal the way it was structured. And they went to him before they dealt Tyreek Hill. He's talked about it and said, hey, we're going to get this guy and this guy and this guy. Like, in other words, the team and him work hand-in-hand to make sure there's a team around him and he gets his money. Does that mean that Hertz and the Eagles have to do the same thing, or does Hertz reach for every dime here? And if he does, how do they keep this playoff thing going? Well, it's all about the negotiation and structure of the deal, Max. You said half a billion dollars. Essentially, at the end of his Kansas City Chief career, it will be a half a billion. They're going to redo his deal before the start of this next season. Patrick Mahomes, that is. So it'll be some... You know, whatever he's made already, $150 million, he'll get another $250 million of fully guaranteed money going into the season, and then they'll push some off. So by the time he ends his career, he essentially will get to that half a billion dollars. It just wasn't – it wouldn't all be fully guaranteed as if it's soccer overseas somewhere. Now when you look at Jalen Hurts' situation, he's got to look at it and say, okay, what do I really want? Do I want to be the highest paid guy at this position as it stands right now? Or do I want to do a hometown friendly discount because they believed in me? He has those sort of things along with his, along with his agent to make those decisions. Um, he should be paid accordingly to where he's at, which is at the top of the market. Now, do you pay him Patrick Mahomes money? No, no, you don't. But you certainly pay him at the top of the market. You see, Key, every step of the journey for Jalen Hurts, he's been the underdog, right? We've seen him become the underdog at Alabama. We've seen him kind of surpass, but still, even though Oklahoma not winning the Heisman, still kind of the underdog. The underdog with the Philadelphia Eagles, even though Howie Roseman took the chance on drafting him in the second round. And now he's the guy. So, like, for me, I have no problem. I don't want to hear anything about, oh, is he being cap-friendly? Is good for the team? I want Jalen Hurts to think about himself, Key. Like, if we're saying that he's a top-three quarterback in the league, then pay this man as if he's a top-three quarterback in the NFL. 
Like, and, and I think and I think they will. They, they one thing about the Philadelphia Eagles and the organization over a long stretch since I've been playing and, and being a part of the NFL, they've always paid their quarterbacks. Yeah. Always. I don't yeah. care if it was Mac Five, uh, Michael Vick, Kevin Cobb, or uh, Detmer, or whoever, you know, those are starters. They've always looked out for them. Hell, they paid Carson Wentz. Okay? Mm-hmm. They paid Carson Wentz. Hey, Jay, I, I think you make a good point along these lines. The NFL has a hard cap. The reason they have a hard cap, they'll tell you, is competitive balance. Complete nonsense. It's just a lie. They're lying to you. Everybody, you know, come on. Competitive balance you can achieve through revenue fit sharing or a luxury mm-hmm. tax that's, that, that redistributes the wealth among the owners. But that would mean that the large market owners are subsidizing the small market owners. But, but when the su- small market owners go to the large, don't look at us, have the players subsidize you. That's yep. what a salary cap is. That's all it ever is. Everything else is a lie. It's very simple. It's really not complicated. Even a salary so, cap is a lie. Well, right, but you that's a separate side thing that we could talk about how you can manipulate it. But a hard cap is about that. So your point is well taken, Jay. In other words, what the owners say is the labor is going to share this pool of money. It's not going to be really free market. We're going to take the rest of the money. You're capped there. Then they turn around and tell a quarterback, well, wait a minute. That needs to now be your problem, not only in terms of what you make, but in addition to that, you should sacrifice money so we can put a better team around you or else you're being greedy. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. That's the GM's problem. That's the owner's problem. It's got nothing to do with me. I should get what I'm worth in this warped market that suppresses my value. I should at least get what I'm worth there and not have to worry about taking a discount because you stacked the deck. You made this system. You figure out how to put well, look, a team around. The, the, the average it, number is going to be the average number. The average number is going to fall close to fifty million dollars, right? Yep. On an average. Yep. But that doesn't. That's not the important part. The average is a. That's an agent tool to be able to fool the media and fool Max so he can come on this just in and say, "Oh, the guy got a half a billion. I didn't say that. I said and, the opposite and, of that. And so, when you look at it. The average is cool, but how much of how much of that average am I getting in my first three to four years of this contract? Mm-hmm. Are you giving me four years, two hundred million over the first four years of this six million dollar deal? I mean, six hundred million dollar deal. Am I getting two hundred million fully guaranteed over the first four years? Am I getting the Aaron Rodgers three year one fifty? Add another onto that. That is a four year two hundred. That's the number. That's what I want. I don't exactly. care about anything year five, six, seven, eight, and nine. I can care less about right. that. Give me my four years, two hundred million, and I need it fully guaranteed, and I need about a buck thirty up on signing. See, Kim, I think we're all on the same page here. And one of the counter arguments I've heard people use is like, "Well, the offense really isn't depending on him as a huge weapon." Oh yeah, okay, you know, because sure. you know. Look, look what A.J. Brown brings to the table. Look at this yeah. prolific defense yeah. that we have. I've heard that counter argument. That's all, that's all I'm, great. You know, I'm saying, like, all right, the on-the-field aspect, the guy's 14-1 and as a starter. They were 0-2 without him. Okay, like the overall well, record yeah. is ridiculous. And, by the way, you can't put a price tag on all the rare attributes he brings to the table from a leadership perspective. He's always going to represent your franchise to the highest degree. Like, he is the new it. And that's, value, yeah, 1, and that's value, Jay. One thousand. All of those 1, sort of things. All of those sort of things that you just mentioned is value for the organization and the franchise. I can sell Jalen Hurts. I can go out into. The, I can go out to the streets of Philadelphia. I can go to the National Football League, and I can sell Jalen Hurts. 
What I mean by that is that logo, that Philadelphia Eagle logo could be all over the country. It could be overseas. We could we could set, package him up and sell him. So that's value to my franchise. And you best believe Howie Roseman and company, they know this. Jalen Hurts' agents know this. Jalen Hurts knows this. And don't get caught up in it's not all about him. Look at the defense. Look, Well, every good team has players around him. And Patrick Keith, Mahomes can't just win the Super Bowl because it's Patrick Mahomes. He's just going to win it. 16-2 and two with him starting 0-2 without, period. And, and period. Key, you can tell automatically, you and I have been in locker rooms before. We've been around a lot of athletes, man. Some guys get the bag, and he's like, oh, boy, that guy's going to change. He got the no. bag. This dude, regardless of whether he gets the bag or not, you saw the way he walked out of the stadium when they lost. He's pissed off. Jay, like, that's who he is. Regardless, he, well, he, I hope he, he doesn't get more. the bag and walk out the stadium with the bag full of money. That wouldn't be good. <laughs> there was a moment in the Super Bowl where Nick Sirianni wanted to challenge something. He was acting kind of infantile, right? Oh, and no, he wasn't challenging. That was when the uh, call on Devontae Smith. That's and right. The that's right. walked down the field, and he was kind of like talking trash. That's right. He was Come talking. Come back here, Kansas City. Exactly. Come back here. Exactly. I stand corrected. The point is, who calmed coach down? Jalen Hurts. Do you remember what Sal Palantonio said going into the Super Bowl? I asked him, what was the difference on this just in 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN, Handsome Hopes. Great plug. Um, I asked him on this just in, what's the difference between this Super Bowl and all the other Super Bowls you've covered for the Eagles because he covered them all? He said Jalen Hurts. Why? Because when they won, for example, with uh, and when they went there with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb, that was Andy Reid's team. McNabb was a great player, but that's Andy Reid's team. When Nick Foles won, he was incredible. That was Doug Peterson's team. He said, this is Jalen Hurts' team. And I thought, huh. He said, Sirianni's done an excellent job, but it's Hurts' team. I thought, huh. And then you saw Sirianni's behavior in the Super Bowl versus the quarterback. Like, I'm not saying Sirianni hasn't done an excellent job. Plainly, he has. But when people say, well, they have this, this, and this on the Eagles, actually, Jalen Hurts has as much value to the Eagles as anyone has to any team. He, he is the mature one between him and the coach. He's the leader between him and the coach. He, the offense works to the, to the extent that it's basically the best in the league when he's playing. And when he's not playing, they have a, a hard time scoring points. Like, he's $200 million plus to me, fully That's guaranteed. The, he, he is the, the team. It's not about Nick Sariani's cool. But when I think of the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm not thinking of Nick Sariani. It's not even coming close. I'm thinking of Jalen Hurts. I'm not thinking of, of, of Brad Berry or I'm not thinking of Hassan Reddick. I'm not thinking about none of them. I'm thinking Jalen Hurts. So when you start to talk about the money that he deserves, you're absolutely right. It's a $200 million-plus number. Now, will they get to $200 million plus on the fully guaranteed side? Just give me my $200. let us start there. <laughs> and then if you got some other little kibbles and bits laying around and you want to give them to me, I'll take them. But other than that, at least – I need to touch my two hundred. I need yeah. my fifty a year. I need four of it four is gonna, Yeah, I need four. I need two hundred. That's not. It's nothing to talk about. It is going to be interesting to see if Jason Kelsey decides to retire because that O line, man, that O line is special. What they got? Which quarterback? By the way, here it is. Notable Eagles free agents. They got a lot of guys. They got to pay Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Jason Hargrave, Kelsey. You just mentioned Jason Kelsey, Bradbury, Miles Sanders. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, they, they got a lot of guys they're going to have to pay. Which quarterback is most likely to take a Jalen Hurts-type jump next season? From he's good, we like him, we want to build around him to, oh, wait, time out, that's a superstar. And is there a team that's an A.J. Brown away from taking a huge step forward next season? Keyshawn J. Will and Axe, ESPN Radio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Jalen Hurts deserves at least $200 million. His leadership abilities as a young man are off the charts. I would try to sign as long of a deal as he'll agree to because of his age, his character. Get it done ASAP. He got farther than Deshaun Watson has ever gone. He's gotten farther than Lamar Jackson has ever gotten, plus the improvement, plus the leadership. I would love to escort Jeffrey Lurie to the bank for the Brinks truck (laughs) that they're going to pay this young man. Which quarterback is most likely to take a a Jalen uh, Hurts-type jump next season? And part of that, I believe, is the acquisition of A.J. Brown. As I said, like, the guy, can he, can he, the the last step of his evolution as a player was, can he see the middle of the field? And they went out and got him a guy who makes a living there. And sure enough, he did. And the rest is history. But the same thing with Josh Allen. Can he take a jump? They go get him digs. He... He was like, you know, went to an MVP level. Same thing with all these guys, except for Mahomes, who apparently doesn't need Tyreek Hill, but he has Travis Kelsey. Ain't that amazing, though? They go and they tell Tyreek Hill, keep it moving, and they went to the damn Super Bowl. When everybody was, and one everybody, in the, everybody in the sports world was going, ape you know what, about Tyreek Hill going to Miami, and they was laughing. And the moment that they stuck Pacheco in his jersey number, I immediately was like, yeah, well, that's how they feel. Yeah, well, Pacheco nice too, man. Yeah, yeah but, but you, they you, gave him the number right you, away. Exactly. Yeah, Remember I, I mean, said, I'm like, I, they I gave get, the yeah, number. Yeah, disrespect on T. Hill. Yeah, I you gave it. him the number. That, that that usually doesn't happen with a top guy like that. They just ain't yeah. handing yeah. you somebody's number. Be careful, Honestly, Key. Be careful what you say about Tyreek Hill now. Man, I don't give a damn about no Tyreek Hill. Don't get me started. Key, I don't want anybody tweeting into the show. He can tweet at the show all day long, all he wants. I'm right here. He can tweet at me. I got Twitter. We need to protect Key's feelings. Key gets very hurt very when people hurt. tweet at him. So yeah, there you please go. Don't tweet Max, at him. Because then I have don't. to tell Key, and then it's it's it's, it's a problem. It's pay, he cries that, and cries, and we have to tell him it's okay. I just said that they won Key, the championship. Key, let's not go back and revisit it. It's okay. I just said they won it's a championship without Tyreek Hill. I actually think say? without Tyreek Hill, Mahomes got even better because, like, Tyreek Hill in a way could be a crutch because you know you could always he could bail you out. Yeah, but, he's a good receiver. Yeah, he's and he's and he's unanswerable. Excellent. He's just too fast, yeah, right? Yeah. But he's, when he's without him, he had to spread it around. 
He had to read defenses a little quicker, which he did. He spread it around to different receivers more, which he did. And even in the moment of truth, who was it who, who Mahomes missed, but it was on the receiver? It was in the second half of the game. That was his only incomplete. But at any rate, I thought, yeah, Tyree Kill would have caught up to that. Or, you know, but that's like one play. What about all the other plays? Yeah, that- Tyree, Tyree Kill is ridiculous, man. No. They just, uh, wasn't holding. they just figured out how to win without that particular yeah. player. That's all. Is, so is there a team that's an A.J. Brown away from taking a huge step forward because of the development of their quarterback? Joe in Pennsylvania. You're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax. Hey, yo, Joey. Hey, what's up, fellas? Best show on TV, without a doubt. Um, Not to mention radio. This is easy. Yeah. Uh, radio. Yeah. Kenny Pickens. It ain't even close. And I'm telling you, he didn't even do OTAs in camp last year. Okay? You talking about Kenny Pickett? Yeah, Pickens. Kenny Pickett, Pickett. Same thing. Same thing, Max. Pickens. <laughs> Pickens. Well, because I'm leading up to Pickens. They got their guy already. Right. Yeah, that's what I thought, maybe. Yeah. Okay? They're dangerous. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um. I, I mean, I, I think it's an easy call. Again, he didn't do OTAs, didn't do camp last year. He's coming in this year, QB1. Uh, you know, Watt missed a lot of games. Defense, I mean, they, they need some help on the defense. Steelers, everybody wanted to bury him last year. But the Pickett, the Steelers do you, do, was uh, over-exaggerated. Key, do you really think Pick? I like Pickett. He's a nice little player, right? But he doesn't look – the thing about Hurts was he had tools that made you say, oh, okay, wait a minute. If he can see the middle of the field, it's going to be a problem, right? Pickett, does he have those same kind of tools? Uh, he, he might be a better quarterback than what we've seen recently. I mean, he's, he's young. He was in and out of the lineup. I mean, it, it's, give him a, a second year. The first year, people were still trying to draft a quarterback for Jalen Hurts, okay? I mean, to replace Jalen Hurts. His second year, the start of the season – they were still talking about, well, you know, Philly has these number one picks and they're going to do it. And these are quarterbacks coming out in the draft. They should take a look at them and all that. So let's see if he can make that step. Can I, think, I give you I, – I, 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 I think there's an obvious pick here. Calvin Ridley. I've said this before. Calvin Ridley. Like, he's coming back this year. Last time he played a full season key, 90 receptions. Did he bet on himself? Might as well bet on yourself. Nine touchdowns, over 1,300 yards. We've seen how much improvement Trevor Lawrence has made in a year under Doug Peterson. We talk about the additions that they already have. Their defense is going to get better over time. It's Calvin Ridley. I think it's an obvious one. I think Jay is right. It's Calvin like, Ridley. Trevor Lawrence got high-end stuff. He's the number one overall pick for a reason. And he has unlike the hair he's, key, family he's man. Got, no question, long, flowing blonde hair, six foot six. But key, more than that, <laughs> like he's not one of these. It, it's not like, oh, he has something we like, and he's six feet tall, and he doesn't have a big arm, and he's not fast, right? And they draft him first. No, he won a championship. He put up all the numbers. He is six six. He's got a big arm. He's making tackles in the open field in, in, in college after a turnover, running guys down. Like he's an athlete. And and now you, he's a you, good little player. And no, he's a good big player. And <laughs> and now you got you got a coach, a Super Bowl winning coach with him. And Jay's right; they got somebody already on the team who's coming the, back. The, the the problem with that though is when you look at the conferences, there's no quarterback really in the NFC. There wasn't really. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was there. Brady was older, so we already started with Brady and Rodgers, right? But Rodgers still go. may be there. I, I'm, as of right now, I'm having him leaving. As of right now, out. you got him going. Yeah, to I got him. I got him leaving. Um, when I look at the conference, though, Jalen Hurts was able to do whatever it was that he needed to do 
given the fact that he had the ability, but also there was he wasn't week in and week out going up against Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. The best and the best. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah, whatever, the six or I'll seven quarterbacks. You, he got by Justin Herbert in the playoffs. I, I, I understand that. Justin Herbert is not like that, Max. He's not. He's a good player that's, that looks, has all the talent and everything in the world and a big, strong arm, but he's not like that. He's not carrying – his team. He like did that. carry his he got, team. He carried him the whole carry, year. He, he carried him when he was hurt. The whole year. He got them to the playoffs. Okay. Key, he did get him to the he, playoffs. I, I know Come what on. you mean, but like that dynamic. But he, like he literally threw barbecue ribs and all, man, through injuries. I didn't, I didn't say, I didn't say, I did not say he didn't play well. That's not what I said. I just said he didn't get them there like that. It wasn't that type of situation where all of a sudden the only reason why they made the playoffs is because of him. That's not that wasn't it. At times, at times that running game with Austin Eckler kicked in. It's a team. Okay. Everyone has sure. players. I understand that, but you use your left arm to have Justin Herbert throw you balls in your. Career. I don't have any more arms. Yeah, you, they're all gone. You give up. Your, you give up whatever you had if you could have a couple seasons with this Justin Herbert. Oh, and even and even, heaven. and even and even if you are saying he got past Justin Herbert, mm-hmm. Justin Herbert to me is on the back end of the top guys in the AFC. Yeah, he's on the so, way up still. So, so, when you look at the NFC, it was a little easier for Jalen Hurts because the quarterbacks was not great in that conference. I think that's true. It's a gauntlet of a, a thing that he's going to have to go through. Mm-hmm. Now, when you talk about his division, the division is Indy, Houston, and Tennessee, for crying out loud. Yeah. And that's a lot easier but then when you get into that conference and you have to see Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, so, yeah, Russell that Wilson. Your, that, doesn't, that might affect your wins and losses key a little bit and how deep you make it in the playoffs maybe. But it doesn't affect how we think about you as much if you ball out. Like none well, you, of those guys you, you can do, stop you him You do from realize when you said elite, you do realize Jalen Hurts went to the Super Bowl. So, but I don't think we're asking who can go to the Super Bowl. You just Bowl. said who gonna make the same type of leap, right? But as, leap, uh, leap as a guy. You who's just a, said the same type of leap, which means the guy went to the Super Bowl. Okay, that's how you're hearing it. I don't hear it like I, you must go to the Super Bowl. I think I think you go from good player, nice player, I love to y'all. superstar. So, I love so okay, you, if you're saying that the NFC sets you up, are, are you are you saying that the NFC as a conference easier allows you to establish that quarterback? adding a piece that can get his team there? Do you see a team in the NFC that you think is a piece away that maybe adds to the quarterback to get to that Justin, level? Justin Fields doesn't have an offensive like, line. Yeah, he needs a lot of stuff. They need a lot more. A lot even stuff. If you, even if you were to get Justin Fields' team. Everybody, every, uh, if you, if you were to add stuff. a piece outside of a quarterback in the NFC, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like what, what team No, because the, the quarterbacks in the NFC aren't. That's what I'm the saying. The quarterbacks in the NFC is, are – yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> the best quarterback is so Jalen Hurts. Daniel Jones. Rodgers probably heading to the AFC, the, be, by the, the way. Best quarterback, the best quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Yep. Maybe followed up by Dak Prescott. Then Kirk Cousins. I'll take Daniel Jones over Kirk. Or Geno Smith. So I keep going I'll take Daniel, Daniel Jones over Or Geno Smith Gino is Smith probably three. Have, I mean, he's probably three. You take right him over now, Daniel made, Jones right but now. He has Metcalf. He already has pieces. Yeah, yeah but he but I'm just pieces. saying. I'm just thinking. I'm talking about. I'm trying to think about the quarterback. Well, that's what I'm saying. The quarterback in the NFC is the Jalen Hurts, head and shoulders above. Mm-hmm. It is Dak Prescott followed up probably by Geno, followed up by Daniel Jones, followed up probably by Kirk Cousins. Could you say Jared Goff? 
Could Jared Goff played. I mean, Jared Goff played well. If Detroit, if Detroit, if Detroit, well. if Detroit were to add a, top he's a top five. In a, he's a top five NFC quarterback. I, I think Daniel Jones might be the answer if they get him a receiver. He needs a receiver, which of course that's why they traded Kadarius Tony. Who needs him, right? It's not like they need receivers. Max, want that? You want that so bad, huh? Uh, honestly, I think he's good, Key. I just like I to see what it looks it. like with the top. I think receiver. he's doing a good job. I tell you, Dan, Detroit ain't hey, far off, man. Chiefs Dan a dynasty yet? Boys going. The, the Chiefs already a dynasty. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max here on ESPN Radio. We are joined by Kimberly A. Martin. Hold on, can you just let her go? Go ahead, Kim. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know what's go funny, Max? When this song came out, I think I was like in middle school or something. Or... Uh-huh. I think I turned 40. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Max. Wait, Kimberly, happy so, Valentine's Day. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Day boys. See? Happy Valentine's Day. What, what are your thoughts on this phony made-up holiday? Well, Max, <laughs> when you put it like that, um, you know, I'm not... I'm not the best gift giver. Like, Are I'm you a good not, gift I'm, receiver? I am an excellent gift receiver. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a talent. No, I think Valentine's Day, I want you to acknowledge it. See? But nothing like like the whole extravagant stuff. Like I feel like if you're doing taking care of business like the other 364, like mm. I'll let you slide on Valentine's Day. You know what? Day. You make a good point. Maybe I should embrace Valentine's Day. You just got to do it for <laughs> one wait, day. Wait, wait, wait. I got to ask you because Max gave me the side eye on this question. Say what? With you. What, what's the love language? You got a love language? Oh, my gosh. I'm definitely words of affirmation. See? Out of this. I told you, Max. Y'all need to get up on the game now. <laughs> Listen, I'm telling you, if a guy comes and says, you know, my love language is this or what's your mm. love this language? Thing I've you ever are heard. Go ahead. instantly like okay. Boom. Acts of service. It. What is it? physical touch? I am at, no. I am words of affirmation and acts of service. Okay. Right? I'm not See? big on the gifts and. Yeah. Honestly, uh-huh. this love language thing is I've, I've thought I've heard a lot of dumb things in my life This is See, dumbest This is, this is a, right near the top of the dumb uh, list I'm, yeah. put, I'm putting you on, Max We're trying I'm to put you, you on. onto the yeah, game, you know? Max well, Why are you changing your voice, though, Jay? No, but look at Max Max gets all uptight He has the hands on the shoulder He just seems so uncomfortable We're just Actually, this time I'm sitting normally A lot of times you catch me But this time I'm just sitting normally I have to turn to see you Well, you said, Key, I used the R&B voice yeah, why did you go real it's soft? Just how it goes you... that way. You got I mean, What's you, your getting... love language? There it is, Max. Oh there God. it is. Can you ever ask anyone what their love language is? Uh, no. <laughs> well, shocking. Yeah. Well, I mean, shocking. hey, I am who I am. What can I say? No. Yeah. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> I'm not even going to start. I'm not, hey, I'm, you know, there's rules in place, as we were told prior to you coming on, so... I'm just going to sit tight. Thank you. Thank Kimberly, you. we've been talking all morning about yes. whether or not you consider the Chiefs a dynasty already. Right. Do you? I feel like in the prisoner of the moment, you want to say yes. 
I think we're not quite there. It feels somewhat premature to say that. Because if you even think about it, was there not a Steelers team that won two Super Bowls and like within four years? Like we don't think of that. You don't think of the Steelers as like a dynasty back then. I think what is wonderful about Patrick Mahomes and these Chiefs is that they are well on their way to becoming one. Um, but when the season started, there were people that questioned, like, will this offense even look right? Will they even know what to do without Tyreek? Like, they silenced those doubters. But this, when, when you look at the Patriots, it was like, okay, we can already pencil them in. We already know. Like, there are no questions about Tom Brady and those teams. So I think not quite. But I love Patrick Mahomes and the fact that the way his contract is set up, they have a very good chance to to become a dynasty. Very Kimberly, could it be the fact that there's a little bit more, uh, as we say in the show, yeast on it for the fact that, like, <laughs> we're talking about Patrick Mahomes as maybe one of the greatest quarterbacks yes. of all time. We're talking mm-hmm. about Andy Reid being maybe a top five greatest coach of all time. Five straight AFC championship games, who they've lost to in the manner how they lost to it, and Joe Burrow. You know, like... Yeah, I... I, I hear you, but last year, like, I covered the Bengals beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead, like, to get to the Super You know what I'm saying? So, um, uh, the Chiefs are – they should be a favorite next year to win the Super Bowl. Will they? I, I don't know. I think it's very hard to repeat. Clearly, history tells us that. I think it's okay to say this is a team well on its way to becoming a dynasty and leaving it there. Yeah, that, and that's what I tried to tell y'all earlier. It's not Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. It's at some Don't point. Don't agree with be. Key on this show. Oh hey, well, gosh. you mind you 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 just did. You said exactly what Key it. said earlier. Let me ask you this. That's your fault. Let me ask you, you this, Kimberly, yes, because I, I I was persuaded. Like at first, I thought, you know what, I, my standards are a little lower than that. I think they already are. Well, but so I, I but I was persuaded they need one more Super Bowl, and then it's a wrap, right? But what about the fact? I the reason I was I, I started out by thinking it already is is unlike those Steelers teams, mm-hmm. they have been to the conference championship yeah. five consecutive yes. years. Mm-hmm. To me, that counts for something. It's, it's a, an extreme level of dominance in your conference. Mm-hmm. They have, they've come one play away from getting out of the conference four out of those five. Mm-hmm. As it is, they got out three out of those five. So, all right, I'm with it. They need one more Super Bowl, but, man, this is as close as you yes. can get to a dynasty mm-hmm. without getting that stamp, I think. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's fair? I agree with you, yeah. All right, well, that's, that's well, what I Kim, what, uh, what is Patrick Mahomes? Will you just stop? What does Patrick Mahomes need to do to surpass Tom Brady is considered the GOAT? What does he need to do? Win seven Super Bowls. Honestly, like I like to. I, you got to win seven? Yeah. Why? We're just because counting to, rings? That's what you say about LeBron. No, I, but not just counting rings. We no, are no, counting rings, but not just. See, here's the, here's the not thing. Not just. Here's the thing. Tom Brady has done something that we may not see again. I think Patrick Mahomes has the ability to come. He might be somebody that I'd say, you know what, if there's anybody that's going to actually get seven Super Bowls, I can see Patrick Mahomes doing it. But Tom Brady has done it already. So when you ask me, what does Patrick Mahomes have to do to suppress Brady as the GOAT? Why is Tom Brady the GOAT? Because of these championships. So why would you, why would you move the goalposts? Well, what complicates it is he beat Mahomes twice head-to-head with money on the line, right, in the AFC and NFC. But I don't think it's ju- – I think counting championships is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the only thing. Like, Yogi Berra Ooh. got 10 World Series championships, three-time MVP, twice runner-up, once in the top three, like hit clean up the whole thing. That's basically the Tom Brady of baseball. No one considers him the GOAT, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that's the only thing we're no, looking Russell at. And, and, and when you look at it, though, Kim, and when you look at it in the beginning stages of Brady's career, mm-hmm. many people discount the first three Super Bowls as Tom Brady. You know, the, the other Super Bowls, they kind of, it's Tom Brady, it's Tom, but those first three, two and a half, it's kind of one of those deals where it's like, well, he was alone for the ride. Okay, first of all, the man has seven Super Bowls. I, like, there's a re- I'm, what? Uh, the Here's the problem with the Patrick Mahomes thing. It sounds like anytime you want to hit pause on the discussion, it sounds like hate. It is not hate at all. I think this kid could wind up being, could wind up being the greatest of all time. But he literally is in the early stages of his career when you're presenting me a guy over here who's been in the league 20 years, and ha- we've seen what he's been able to do. So when you tell me what does Patrick have to do to catch Brady, well, put up put up the same stats as Brady to, for starters. That's just, that's just me. That's just I understand. Me. I understand. Well, I mean, Brady, and his, he's on pace. The thing about Brady which makes it crazy is the longevity pushes him past everyone. But, but his pace is way ahead of Brady's. I, I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying – Brady was never all pro in his first five years. But Mahomes got two MVPs already. So, but here's the knock on Aaron Rodgers. Well, he only has, I mean, like yeah. you look at the Super Bowls. So if you're going to tell me that this guy over here has seven and this yeah, guy has lot. two. You know what I'm it's saying? It's, just, it's, it's okay that Brady can be the greatest, the GOAT, right? But Patrick right now is like the, the greatest quarterback on the field right now. That's yeah, fair. it's a lot. Yeah, I'll, I'll point out Hank Aaron had the home run record. No one thought he was better than Willie Mays because they watched them both. They thought oh, Willie Mays better, right? Uh, Patrick yeah. Mahomes is, you know, in this comparison, that's Patrick Mahomes. Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN <laughs> NFL reporter extraordinaire. Good to see you, Kim. Thanks, guys. Kimberly, pardon me. Enjoy your Valentine's Day, If you're going to say Kim, it's got to be Kim. 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 Enjoy the day, Kim. Hope you get lots of gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Words of affirmation, guys. Are Kyrie and Luca enough of a love language to get the Mavs (laughs) to the finals? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. We're presented by Progressive Insurance and joined in studio by Tim Legler, ESPN NBA basketball analyst. Morning, Tim. What's up? What's up, Timmy? How you guys doing? What's up is Kyrie. How you doing, Timmy? Kyrie. What up, Key? 26 in yeah. the fourth quarter? I was thoroughly entertained by that. I was, I was kind of got to New York yesterday and got to my hotel room in time to watch that game, and it was a pretty entertaining fourth yeah. quarter, I got to say. It was spectacular. By the way, Max, let's leave with the fact that they lost. Yeah, they lost the game. But they so, lost. So, so like, and I'm giving Minnesota credit on the way they defended the last possession as well. 
So, I, yeah. so they lost the game. There are two crazy. things that come out of that. One, they lost. Yeah. But two, what's going to happen when Kyrie figures out what he's doing there, right? Like he just got there. But the thing is, Kyrie's the type of guy that can do it. And I said it the first game when he got there. <laughs> Don't discount how hard that is to do. With the, with the 96 hours or so that he had just had to get on a plane, to fly to Dallas, you don't really know most of those guys in the locker room. You haven't even had a walkthrough. You haven't watched any film. You walk out on the court, and you go for 24 and a win. That's a very difficult thing to do. In and the that's, NBA. That's how special Kyrie Irving is, and he showed it again last night. Now, the bigger story is, and this is twice this has happened because it happened in their last game as well, late-game situations are going to be a problem for them. And you can tell – Luca right now, I said all along, has to make the adjustment. Because they brought Kyrie in to be him, what he was last night. They brought him in to be that player. The problem is, Luka Doncic has always been 100% the guy in every single situation in an important moment, in every game since the day he got to Dallas. And that's not necessarily going to be the case anymore. Because sometimes it's going to be better to close with Kyrie Irving, depending on how he's cooking and what his matchup is. And I see that continuing to be something that's going to be difficult for them to iron out. Not to mention the fact and th- they can't get stops at a critical time when they need to. This is a really bad perimeter defensive team, and that's always going to be a problem for them. You know, Trading baskets, matching baskets, and having spectacular one-on-one plays to win games is not a sustainable formula you know, to ultimately win multiple rounds, which is what we're talking about when you put two guys like this together. You want to win a championship, and you want to do it right away. So they, they have to be you know, talked about in that vein. But I just can't see that formula working against the teams you're going to have to once you get to the postseason. I agree with you on a lot of part, but if, if you're Luka, I would be going back and watching so many games of where Kyrie played with LeBron James and understand that, hey, quarters one through – you know, four at the beginning, like I could be dominant. I could play my game, but legs. There's no doubt about it. Kyrie's one of the best closers to, to ever play. Like he, yeah. this is what his skill set ultimately lends to this. So I think you know, in those big moments, if you're not, if you don't have it going to defer or have a play design, you got to make reads. But I think Luca possesses that basketball IQ to make reads where you want Kyrie to be a little bit more reactive and not think and let his skills just take over. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does. And I think, we're, listen, we're, this, you know, the nature of what we do for a living, we're going to overreact to everything and make instantaneous judgments after watching them play for two or three games and make a determination. This is as far as they can go. I mean, obviously this is fluid, and they both have extremely high basketball IQs, to your point. So they're going to continue to iron through this. But at the end of the day, that is how they're going to play at the end of the game. Because one of the things about Luka – and, and go back to LeBron and Dwayne Wade when they got to Miami together and they stepped on their toes to go 8-9 and nine in the beginning. But when they figured it out, if you go back and watch them again, watch some of the weak side stuff that LeBron and D. Wade would get off each other on slashes and cuts and dives at the right time because they started to read each other. The problem with that is Luka doesn't play that way. Like If he doesn't have it and he's not involved, he's going to be camped out, kind of hanging out at the three-point line. And it's like, okay, Kyrie, yeah. this is your possession. You do your thing. And then, you know, if you get cooking, we'll go with you for four or five, but then it's going to come back to me at some point. Like last night. Your turn, my turn, your turn. Very similar to that. And Luca had to make some tough plays last night after, and he sat for the first six minutes of the fourth while Kyrie Irving had 16 points. Then Luca comes back in the game, and it was still Kyrie for a few possessions. But then at some point, they start taking Kyrie away. Now it comes back to Luca, and he hasn't really been in that mindset now for the last eight minutes. And that's not, he's not used to that. And that's what I'm talking about. The mentality getting around 
watching another guy do his thing and still finding a way to be effective other than just waiting to get it back and then yeah. now I'm going to go because there's only so many seconds on that shot clock. Legs, let's go to the team who's seventh place in the Western Conference right now, the New Orleans Pelicans. Zion Williamson is ruled out with a hamstring injury again. I mean, right now he's only in his three and a half years, he's played 40% of his games. He's played 40% of his games. Now, next year starts his five-year, $193 million extension. Did the Pelicans make the wrong bet here? I don't think they had any choice. I mean, I think that's what it comes down to. It's easy now to sit here and second-guess it, and he had a lot of issues leading up to it where that was a pretty good debate. They were third in the West before he got hurt. Third in the West. They they were one of the great stories in the league, and it looked like that big three might be enough to make a serious run with McCollum, Ingram, and Zion. And they didn't really have a chance to play together that much because Ingram was hurt for a long time. So this is just bad for the league, but I don't hold uh, the Pelicans' feet to the fire on this. Did you really have a choice – you know, in the nature of the way that ESPN works, when you get those guys in house, it's hard to keep them. You got to make sure you lock them up. And unfortunately, now they're dealing with another injury. And let's keep in mind, it did, wasn't long ago where it looked like that was the Embiid story. Well, I guess you have to sign him because he's so much talent, but uh, he's just destined to never be healthy. And knock wood, since then he's become an all-time great, basically. And I at hope his level that happens play. with Zion. The right, league, that's what you have to hope that. for. You got to hope for it. Yeah. Tim Legler, ESPN NBA analyst. You can see him across ESPN platforms on such programs as this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Thanks, Tim. Are the Chiefs a dynasty? 888-SAY-ESPN. Are they a dynasty yet? Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.